Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Spider-Man Far From Home is playing right now. We're going to give a non-spoiler review. No spoilers. Also, at last, at last, we never thought this day would come because it should have come so long ago, but it's good that we waited. Sandman. Sandman is coming. Our complicated, happy feelings on that. Uh, complicated? Well, I'm just, just happy for me. Just full just deal and trust. It happened, it but should've. now it's finally happening, but thank God it's TV and but it's, it's not movies. Right. We'll get into it. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Heroes. This is issue 312 episode, whatever we call these things. I'm Amy Dallin. I'm Cordondra. And we are joined once again by fabulous guest Marquis McCarty. Yes, got to be here. Happy thank to talk you. Spider-Man and Sandman. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> and not related to each other. This Sandman does not have stripes in his shirt, does not control. The sand is not, na- yeah, different Sandman. Trust right. us. Absolutely. Last time these Vertigo. two run, Vertigo, Vertigo Sandman. Sandman. For those not in the know, <laughs> different guy than in Spider-Man 3. We don't talk about it. We could, but we won't. Uh, we will, though, talk about the new movie, Spider-Man Far From Home, in theaters this week. Yes. And we have our non-spoiler reactions. So, uh, what do you think? Non-spoiler. Non-spoiler. It was Boy, non-spoiler. I, I, <laughs> non-spoiler. It's the I opening know. of the movie. Like, I, where do we even... I know. Uh, it, it good? Uh, how else do I not spoil Spider-Man? Go into it knowing nothing and enjoy the ride that we all got to because I really enjoyed how little I knew. The marketing did a great job keeping us excited without telling us too much. Uh, I really think that it is a movie that Spider-Man fans will love, but it definitely made me aware that the Spider-Man of the MCU is different than Spider-Man in a lot of ways, but I don't mind those ways. Right. We'll get more into that on the spoiler, but it is a very different Spider-Man than the comic, and that is okay in the ways they play at the MCU, and I really dig that. <laughs> Marquia? Yeah. Uh, what I will say for this is that uh, those that have watched Homecoming, this is a really great sequel to Homecoming. I thought they definitely kept in with the vibe of the characters, even though, obviously, uh, the characters are older. We know this. This is not a spoiler thing. <laughs> it's not a spoiler thing. Uh, time has passed. I'll just say that. Time has passed for these characters. Uh, so, But they continue to be the people that you fell in love with in the first one, and I like that they, they did that 
Also, something with sequels that they sometimes miss the boat on, this one does concentrate on the right things. Mm. It concentrates on Peter Parker's journey, on how the world is at this point in the MCU, you know, timeline, at this point in time, the MCU and worlds, still non-spoiler. <laughs> Love Nicely it. Nicely done. Um, and uh, not only that, but it gives us a lot of things that we were kind of hoping for in a number of ways, both as fans of the MCU and new fans of the MCU. Tactful. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm really happy about the, the movie. It, it had a lot of jobs that it needed to do. It needed to be the sequel to a solo film mm -hmm. uh, and part of a connected universe. It needed to serve uh, a wonderful supporting cast and a wonderful leading man and also bring us something new and introduce a villain that's not an easy sell. Yeah. Uh, and the storyline of this movie, as it tried to do all of those things at once, like I was impressed. I was impressed by the way they juggled those things. I really enjoyed that it was about the supporting cast as much as it was. Like, like you were talking about, we love these characters from Homecoming, but Spider-Man is so invested in his characters. His rogues gallery is, to me, on par with Batman's as the best. Like, they're tied for one for me. Uh, and the supporting cast, much like the Bat family, is so integral to the character. I love in the comics when Mary Jane, Gwen Stacy, Spider-Man, Harry Osborn go out. I love in the movie when we get to know more about Ned and more about... Like, all these characters really get their time to shine and that's the ensemble nature of Spider-Man. The, the beauty of Spider-Man is that can't give me all of us. Like with Spider-Verse we learned that anyone can wear the mask. But also in that you have real life friends that are reflected in his real life friends. Yeah. Spider-Man mm -hmm. is to me bias. The most relatable character because of how they've built him and the MCU has built him in a very similar way where you're invested in Spider-Man because you feel like you can make all of those choices he does with the people he surrounds himself with. For a character who's famously very angsty, he has the best network of friends and family <laughs> and, and frenemies in the world. And uh, as you spoke to, this is a different version of that, but one that you, it, you fall right in love with. Yeah. Um, going off of the rogues gallery, I mean, it's, it's, it's very interesting the way that they're able to do that it, with the Spider-Man MCU, uh, the MCU Spider-Man. Because, like, think about it in Homecoming when you had Vulture, yeah. and then you had that beautiful scene between the two of them um, in the car. And Ooh. it's like, that's that's the depth of feeling that you get. Like, they, they do that with this one. Yeah. So I, I just very much appreciated that. Because, like, think about the balancing act that they had to do. Not only did they have to give us a palate cleanser from Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, but they had to keep up this like John Hughes-esque type of, you know, uh, comedic timing, but also uh, growth in life, you know, life in progress type of a thing, along with making him relatable yeah. as, you know, a human being and also as a superhero and dealing with all those pressures. Plus, had kick-ass action sequences. Yes, good. That was a heck of a ride, you the, know? There's a sequence in this that I've been waiting for since I was four, <laughs> and they nailed it. There's a sequence in this that I have dreamt of, that I have loved, that I can't talk about mm. until next week, but it truly captured what I thought this would feel like. And I will, I will say that's so beautiful. <laughs> the balancing act for me in the movie didn't always feel easy. Like if, you know, the, mm -hmm. the sort of like the, the different things that they were juggling. Mm -hmm. But uh, I will say again, like you do want to see this movie before you've heard too much about it. When the payoffs come, they come really rewardingly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and again, so much inventive staging, so much cool action, so much uh, in that uh, in in this movie, yeah. <laughs> if you can't tell, it's really hard <laughs> to talk about without spoilers. So another reason to see it as soon as possible because 
it's really hard to talk about without spoilers. Uh, don't listen to your friends. Don't let them talk to you if they've seen it. Just see the movie. Uh, I also want to want to give some love to the cast being authentic to the world, if that makes sense. Like, the students felt like students, and the teachers felt like teachers, and the teachers felt fallible. And I, I have <laughs> yeah. this great thing where I look back on high school, I was like, yo, they were just trying to stay awake on Monday like I was. Like, there's those little memories where you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that was a hangover when they brought in the TV and they let us watch movies that week. <laughs> like, that, like, when you look back at your own experience, the movie really captures both the teacher and student high school experience really well, and I really appreciated that because that's such a piece of Spider-Man. Is They've really brought us into the high school Spider-Man flavor, and they nailed it. So that that's that's its own art in itself. Yeah, teachers are people, They're too. People, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you only really get that when you're older. <laughs> Uh, well, I'd like to think other people, you know, get that right away. But, yeah, teenagers are people, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> teachers are people, too, which they definitely do. I mean, even just looking at this picture, it's like, this picture is a spoiler. Just looking at the picture. <laughs> you know, I, I love this. I, I really enjoyed this movie. That's the thing. I, like I said before, palate cleanser after Endgame. But I think that's what's important, that next thing after you've gone through this, like, epic momentous journey I'm like think about it you had um, Ant-Man and the Wasp after Infinity War yeah. and it was exactly what we needed mm-hmm. it was like that comedic thing and then at the end oh by the way no we're still screwed we're still <laughs> we're, yeah we're still all in this together yeah. so I, I felt like they delivered that with this yes there's no such thing as a perfect movie there, mm-hmm. there just isn't mm-hmm. it doesn't exist um, because all of us have different subjective opinions and, and so on and so forth um, but with this I thought I don't know how they could have done it better there are some instances in it that I was like okay that was a little bit I understand why that happened so this other thing could happen mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I kind of want to go back over this after you can do your yeah, spoiler one and after a thing yeah. like, like blank and then just put in this yeah, this and this Subtitle. happened so there's but, a picture yeah. in a picture of the scenes we're talking about while we're talking about it like vague booking like that was the sequence this is the part she's like talking this. and this I will say I also very much had your experience of it's interesting to watch this Spider-Man be his own thing with his own like status quo and his own network of relationships yeah. um, that are different to us but it's funny because you know that I was never like an ultimate comics reader mm. I'm finally crossing that line where like this is like oh it's just a different universe Spider-Man he's got his own story yeah. he's got his own relationships mm. that are the most important and that's what's being served by new chapters in that story right. and that's just a like as a fan reacting to story choices level on the movie but it is it's fun to watch a movie so well crafted that you can get lost in that stuff because you're not like well that didn't make any sense guys yeah <laughs> you're not you know uh, and you get to experience as a comic fan a new take on your character in a way that you get to go bolder and bigger than you if you were tied to the narrative and uh, uh, i will say also this cast looks like they are having a blast yeah yeah which definitely really communicates and yeah. i really like that they let Oh, man, how do I even say this? <laughs> I love that. Careful, Coy. Careful. Let MJ be an actress. Like, she got more to do in this movie. I really liked yeah. MJ's characterization in this. I liked her in Homecoming, but I really liked MJ in this movie. And it felt like a mix between what I expected them to build to from Homecoming and the comics. Like, I really liked the MJ personification in this film. I gotta stop talking. I keep getting close. Yeah. Okay, it's getting scary. I like her what you're saying. Yeah. It's just different takes on the characters that you know and that you've grown up with that you had in Homecoming and yeah. now you just get to explore the world more. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> 
Not as yeah. far. MJ's great. Nah. Yeah. MJ's great in this. Yeah. I really I like really I like her enjoyed. so much in this. Yeah. Well, uh, Zendaya, like in general, she's just like killing it. I love what she's what she's offering us. Yeah. You know, also, um, as an actress. Soft spot for uh, female characters who get to be weirdos. I just love that, and there's not enough That's of it. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> I, was I don't trying think to say it's a that. spoiler because it's just the same character she was in the first movie. Uh, and I love it. Those are better <laughs> words. Yes, those are the words I was trying to say. She gets to be a weirdo, and it's totally on brand for both movie and comic in the way they do it. Okay, so yes. before we... Uh, also, Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. So charming. And one last thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> life happens while you're making plans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say that. Mm-hmm. Oh, this. Yeah. Hey. Absolutely. Okay, that's it. <laughs> we that's will, it. of course, be returning <laughs> to this subject uh, once you've all had a chance to enjoy the movie, uh, which we hope you will. And in the meantime, if you need something to tide you over, what what adventure did you go on recently, well, you, Coy? You may have noticed we didn't really talk about Jake Gyllenhaal because we had another thing with Jake Gyllenhaal, and Can't, that is... Coy Jandro, Far From Home. Quadrando Far From Home went all the way to London to Orbital Comics. Orbital Comics in London, they were amazing. If you're in in the UK at all, Quest to Orbital Comics, they're fantastic. We went shopping at Orbital with Jake Gyllenhaal and talked all things Mysterio. Check it out. for comic book shopping, our first ever international episode, and I'm here with Mysterio himself, Jake Gyllenhaal. What's going on? It's just the beginning of the absurd things I've done in my careers. We can fly out of this scene. (laughs) (laughs) Cosmic energy flavor. Cosmic energy flavor. Love it. So we're here at Orbital Comics. We are very far from home, and we're here to promote Spider-Man Far From Home. Are you ready to do some comic book shopping? Totally. Let's get some comics. All right. So that is now live, and I have to say, between setups, Jake is the first guest that asked more questions about comics in between. Like, there's tons of stuff that we didn't even get to film because he was so wanting to learn about the world, and he's so invested. He was like a sponge of knowledge. I think the best actors are the best listeners, and Jake was just wanting to learn about comics. And I finally got to give someone a comic we talk about all the time Mm -hmm. that doesn't rhyme with Sega. I thought it did. It doesn't. I tried to make it right. He's been name dropping Saga and he was trying to be coy. Well, coy about uh-huh. it. You, you uh, call it. I know. I was like, it, it rhymes with a certain Genesis system. No, that's Sega. No, Sega. that doesn't rhyme. <laughs> and like, I built it all up and then it just. Oh. So we talk about Saga. Spoiler it's, alert. If you're not listening to Giant Size Heroes, that's, that's pretty cute. You're missing out. <laughs> so at long last, it finally gets its comic book shopping debut in full force. And uh, just, I, I, Jake's work is insane. So to talk with him about the acting process why he loves Mysterio, why he loves Spider-Man. It was such an honor, and uh, check out the episode. You can watch that right now, but you can also get ready to go pick up some comics of your own, because we got a pull list. Let's go comic book shopping. Tops on this list. Uh, I will not be a surprise. I have been looking forward to this book for <laughs> so long. Greg Rucka is taking over Lois Lane, number one, out this week. We've also got Savage Avengers number three. If you're not reading Savage Avengers, please fix that. It's transcendent. (laughs) Uh, We're going to get into this in Giant's Eyes. There was a huge rush. There's so many great indie number ones today, but I had to give a shout-out to Sea of Stars. Jason Aaron is writing this book. Uh, Amazing art on this as well. We will get into it. You want to pick it up. 
I pulled a DC Black Label book to talk about what we're going to be talking about with a certain Sandman, and that is Joker, which is a reprint of an incredible Azarello Libermejo run or issue on Joker that's a graphic novel that is amazing. And if you haven't yet jumped onto Monstrous by Marjorie Lou and Sana Takeda, there is a beautiful hardcover edition finally out for you to discover the multi-award winning, incredibly compelling and rich and terrifying world of Monstrous. So that's our list for the week. We'll get into more of it on Giant Size. Marquia, did you have a favorite among those or something you want to shout out? Oh, definitely the 2008 Joker. Yeah, I mean, so that's, that's it's really good. I mean, yeah. I like the premise, uh, you know, itself like, oh, Joker gets out of Arkham. Well, of course he does. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, but uh, yeah, he's going to go gamble a little bit. Yeah. Oh, it's like, hey, you know what I really need? All my stuff back. <laughs> and then a it's day like, of life. yeah, a day of the life of Joker. <laughs> it's, it's not even like the day. It's a day. Like, <laughs> I love that it's like a slice of life with the Joker. It yeah. feels just so iconic and, and it's completely its own story. And I like that mm. you can just pick up that Joker and everything having read Batman and Batman like it's its own thing. I like that for comic readers. Yeah, and the graphics they kill. Even yeah. just the cover, it's just like a close up of well, well of the uh, the older one. I didn't see right. the cover for this one, but yeah, the older yeah, one's yeah. just like close up of Joker's mouth, mm-hmm. just smiling yeah. huge. I'm like, yeah, you know what you're in for. Classic, Black Label. terrifying opener, and that is from DC Black Label, the mature readers line. I said that uh, tangent up. Yeah, thank you for that because. <laughs> Y'all, break out the alarms. We have been waiting nigh on 30 years for this to happen, and it needed to wait this long to happen because we're finally getting an adaptation of Sandman. The wonderful 75-issue series from DC and then Vertigo, uh, written by Neil Gaiman with just a murderer's row of incredible artists over the years. It has had follow-ups and spin-offs. It has given rise to the Death miniseries, which are some of my favorite things. It tells the story of Morpheus, the ruler of Dream, the incarnation of Dream, and his sort of immortal family as they get involved in human affairs. Uh, I have no idea if it's even possible to adapt this, but <laughs> thank God they are doing it. They are finally doing it. Netflix is making it, and what we know so far is that Neil Gaiman and David Goyer are attached as executive producers with Alan Heinberg, who wrote Wonder Woman, who co-created The Young Avengers. Uh, is a, a, They are all writing the pilot together, and I think Heinberg's going to showrun it, and it's going to be, uh, sorry, info dump, 11 episodes for the first season. They're going to do a little more than the first volume of the book, so they're not trying to squish the whole thing down into one season. I am obviously trying to soak in every detail I can because we've been waiting so long, y'all! Yeah, the thing that I love about this is that I, I like to think that Netflix heard about Good Omens like way back when. It's like, that might be big. We should do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this Neil Gaiman guy? Oh. Like, oh, okay. Well, you know, I'll just read the first one and the second one and the third one. So <laughs> That's why 35 issues later. <laughs> They're like, we're doing this. And I think Netflix is the right home for it for long mm. form. I think that the choices they, they make with daredevil to me is still the bar like the first season of daredevil really changed what comic book television was for me so the idea that they can move that bar hopefully with sandman and see that they can adapt an unadaptable series Mm -hmm. because to me this is like saga in that it belongs in the comic book media. It's pronounced Sega. It's from, oh, no, no, the Saga Wait, how did you say it? Sega. 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 It's Sega Genesis Saga Comics. So um, I think this is another opportunity to show that they can make things that translate. Like Deadly Class, when it went from live action to animation, I was like, oh, they just made panels of the comic animated and they put it in the middle of the show. That, to me, was another moving the bar. So mm-hmm. I really think Sandman can show us an untranslatable as of 2019 brain they can do this. And I, I'm really excited. And the Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, adaptation that was, was cruising along, I was really excited for because I know how invested he is. Like, Joe's obsessed with Sandman, so I'm really curious what pieces get to stay and where this gets to go. 
And you know yeah. what I think I had never heard is that uh, apparently, at least according to Neil Gaiman's Twitter, he was uh, he was like, if I remember correctly, I always had assumed that Joseph Gordon-Levitt was looking at that to play Morpheus, but no, he was going to play the Corinthian, which sounds terrifying and amazing. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Well, he's always, you know, stretching his own boundaries. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's continuously done that. And I, you appreciate that in an actor because they're always looking to grow. They're always yeah. looking to, to push the envelope, so to speak. Um, but going back to your point with like this being a great, Netflix being a great home for this, it's it seems like basically anything Vertigo seems like it would be a really great home on Netflix. I mean, you can watch iZombie on there yeah. now, and, and it's just like a... Um, They've got Umbrella Academy from Dark Horse. Umbrella Academy, that's the one I was thinking of. Which, oh, I need season two already. Yeah. I need that to happen. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I love it when there's comic adaptations of that caliber that can be easily bingeable, because then it gets a whole lot of other people into comic books, yeah. where it's like, oh, wait, this was really great. Hey, this was a comic book? What are these? Let me pull it up on my phone yeah. because it's easily accessible because, yeah, because yes. when, when we're living makes it, like, people will be buying Sandman because of these press releases. You know because how hard it has article. been yes. to get Umbrella Academy, like, consistently in stock yes. since that show came out? And that is my favorite thing. Yes. I mean, I hate being out of stuff, but, like, we, like <laughs> we need more. Again, we need more. Again, because people find out about these wonderful stories. And I can't wait for that to happen again. And I'm so glad it's finally actually relevant for me to talk about Good Omens, which I've been sneaking onto <laughs> the show for months. Uh, being like, it's not comics, but... Yeah, which you can place. totally watch on Amazon Prime, and you should watch it so then everybody can talk about it more. Yeah, agreed. I did love... Totally, there's yeah. been so many great jokes where it's like, you know, uh, they petitioned yeah. Netflix, of course, there was to a group, cancel it. A group yeah. that petitioned, and Netflix they petitioned... promised to make no more episodes. Yeah. Aww. But instead, they're making Sandman, so, so Amazon Prime can cancel that. I can't Bless wait for Amazon hearts. Prime to cancel Sandman. Yeah. And I can't wait to... I can't wait for people to be upset about <laughs> Sandman for all its different depravity. Like, I, I'm very oh, excited. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what the are they going to do gonna... with the seven deadly sins? There's so much. What are they going to do with that? How will people respond to like lust and I can't even visualize them. Like that's how excited I am. Is like you know mm. when you see Chris Evans as Captain America, you go all right. Like you just put it together. When I look at Sandman on paper, I can't go. What's that frame? Like how do you like how do you animate or shoot that? And this comic is is the first I think that I've had that feeling this level with. Because like, how always, are they even going to do this? How do you even yeah. start? Are you going to have Lucifer in it? Like, Lucifer, Lucifer in it? I mean, are you going to do that? It's oh, an and you can question. also watch uh, Lucifer on Netflix. Watch it. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's four seasons. Uh, seriously, Vertigo is such a great home for Netflix. Uh, I think they said a season five. I think that was... I think they're getting yeah. one more of yeah, Lucifer, right? Yeah, I think right? so. Yeah. Excellent. But I wonder, you know, how is that going to happen in this? So. It is interesting because that character, of course, spins off from his appearance in the Sandman comics. Absolutely. But the deals are probably separate, and we don't know that there'd be any connection between the shows. It's just an, uh, we have to ask... We have mm-hmm. to ask what are they, if they're going to do it. I love that Neil Gaiman's so involved. I love that he's actively tweeting out, like, this is correct, this is incorrect, this is the actual yes. story. Because, like, his Masterclass, if you guys don't, the Masterclass app, Neil Gaiman, uh, the way he can articulate things that don't make sense until he says them, I can't wait to have him doing that with a showrunner. Like, this is what I meant in this panel. How do we translate that to film? Like, him being on board means to me this is more likely to land closer to the original source material could without him. And then someone mm. asked about that the original series, of course, is a reinvention of Sandman because this character was created on with the backdrop of the DC Universe and the Golden Age Sandman, but is uh, wholly new. And someone said, you know, is that the, what the showrunners are going to do with this? And he said, we're not reinventing Sandman. We're making it. 
I was like, I mean, they are moving it forward in time. So it'll be, some things will definitely be different. It's going to be now instead of 30 years ago. He said it's not a period piece. Look, I'm just excited. (laughs) Yeah. It is actually the biggest effing announcement we've had in quite a while because it's the one that we've all kind of like, it's like the Red Sox winning the series. Like, it's like, we waited for the curse to get reversed. Sports reference. Sorry. I'm from Boston. Sometimes it comes out. World Cup is happening right now, by the way. (laughs) We found a sport I care about. Oh, the women's World Cup? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I know I I realized I was just sitting here being like, hey, watch this, watch this, watch this. I just want everybody to watch everything and everybody becomes nerds, you know, so then we can just talk about the things. It's like everybody has that base line be one of us anyone you guys want cast in in sandman in general oh gosh not as us like yeah exactly it's really wow because that's that's really big the the thing with this character is that you can you can go all over the map with this yeah i mean it does not have to be i mean people would uh initially be like oh yeah a white male um you can go uh, just about anything with 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 sandman i mean I mean, I think trans would, would be really good, or just like ambiguous also would be very awesome. The gender fluid Morpheus would be cool Gender fluid would be excellent. I mean, because this is something with Sandman. It's like these are these are figments of uh, human, like, subconscious. The concepts. They don't have to be it's any. It's their concepts. That's one of the things that is so incredible about this series and be able to see, um, you know, a manifestation of our baser instincts mm-hmm. and have that beautifully, you know, graphically done uh, on page. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll have to I'll have yeah. to think about it. Call to arms, internet. Send us your fan Send cast. Send us all yeah. your favorite cast. Obviously, we need to know. Like, we assume death will show up. We don't know what she's going to look like. I'm very excited for all of the possibilities mm-hmm. with these characters, with this cast, with these stories. I'm really personally fascinated to see how they deal with the fact that in many cases, Morpheus is uh, not the central character of the show. He's just what the world revolves around. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it opens a ton of possibilities. We will get into it. Uh, we will get into it more on Giant Size, where we're also going to go through a bunch of the other bro- news that broke this week. we got to talk about this Walking Dead news, y'all. We have a lot to get into. Uh, but until next time, thank you so much for joining us, Marquia. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at uh, Marquia McCarty. Uh, it's probably spelled below, but M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. Uh, and if you're into gaming uh, an episode of gamepad uh with all deaf digital is up on facebook watch right now so see my gamepad at work and talking about classic games and this talk about the saga stuff. genesis yeah yeah we talk, we talk <laughs> about Gen- saga. saga genesis 16 bits of awesome comics it'll make sense <laughs> later no it won't so tune into giant size and we'll see you next week until then stay, stay sweaty, sweaty. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831 it's that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. 
They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 